All right, guys, we have a great episode of Side Retired, the MLB podcast coming at you today. It's going to be Jack and I, as always, and we'll be joined by MLB Network slash Apple TV slash we'll get into a lot of other fun stuff with (laughs) Steven Nelson today. So let's hit the intro music and we'll get right into it. All righty, and of course, those are the fun sounds of our intro music, which is a long story that maybe we'll get into after the podcast of how we somehow landed on those rights to that song. But <laughs> of course, we no, are. I feel to... like, fellas. First of all, Dylan, nice to meet you guys. Second of all, most electric entrance to any podcast or radio thing I've ever done, and I feel like that's where I want to start. <laughs> I mean, People uh, like, you know, picking the picking your intro music and that's that's kind of a big deal in your space. <laughs> so, so it was guess, pretty much kind of it was we initially had one from one of our friends who had a band. And then all of a sudden, um, I'm not going to diss the band entirely, but they had under 1000 uh, Spotify listened. So our third co-host came in and said, it's time to get something bigger. And mm-hmm. he found this. I think it's a Dutch or Netherlands band mm-hmm. called Backermat. German, yeah, and we wrote them a very nice email that kind of told them if you want some American exposure, of course, they're definitely more famous than us, but we phrased it as that way, and they (laughs) loved our message to them and said, absolutely. And (laughs) That's good thinking. That's good thinking. Well, I'm into it. Thanks, Thanks again for having me on. No worries, but obviously this is, if you haven't realized yet, it is Steven Nelson of MLB Network, Apple TV broadcast, and just baseball lore in general. I know we're excited to talk about all these different topics with you. Jack, I'll throw it over to you first if you want to let us know where you're headed and all that stuff. So uh, Dylan, you know, he mentioned MLB Network, but in case you weren't aware, Steven Nelson is the host of Intentional Talk with Kevin Millar. It was a very established show even before he got there. So I think we'll just start with that. You know, you landed, I think it's a really good gig there. I think Kevin Millar is someone, I mean, in addition to being an ex-MLB player, certainly a lot of personality. So it seems like that show is always, you know, among the top rated uh, on the network. So just wondering how you landed, ended up with that job and then what it's been like these past couple of years being such a part of one of the networks, most like, you know, esteemed and staple shows. I mean, it's been, it's been an absolute blast. Being honest, it's the easiest show in television to do because it's just an hour of laughing with, with Malar. You know, Kevin is an unbelievable tag team partner, great teammate. He's been really supportive of me coming over and and taking the torch from Chris Rose you know, I, I wish I was able to do a show like this under better circumstances, right? Because just, you know, Kevin and Rosie, they built something over a long, long period of time. And, you know, not only were they co-hosts and friends, they were basically like TV brothers, right? And I, like every baseball fan out there, kind of grew up watching them in a way. Like, I remember... Chris on Best Damn Sports Show, and then obviously them together on IT. So it was um, kind of a, a daunting thing taking over like that. Um, but, you know, the only thing it's, I guess you, you can liken it to uh, your favorite sports team when a, a favorite player isn't, isn't brought back or is traded away or whatever the circumstance may be, the, the next person to 
step in and do that role. They, they just have to do them and be themselves. And, and that's what I'm trying to do. And <laughs> Kevin and the crew behind the scenes, they made it really, really easy. But like I said, it's just like, it, you show up, you talk baseball, you laugh and you go home. Like that's a really, really uh, blessed existence uh, for me in this industry. So uh, it's been, been fun and I'm excited to see where we can take the show in the future. So now you obviously do see Kevin Millar a lot more than most people. Is he as funny as he is on camera for that hour? Is it complete, genuine? <laughs> what you think Kevin Millar is like, that's what Kevin Millar is like. A uh, one five is one five, and I say, and I say, you know, doing IT is the you know easiest job in, in television. Kevin lives the most blessed life, <laughs> all of sports. He had, you know, he has this beautiful, sprawling house on the lake in Austin, Texas, with with his awesome wife Gina and their four beautiful kids. Uh, he's got toy after toy, golf <laughs> every day. He's got a hundred and fifty-five acre ranch, an hour and a half away. Like he works from home. <laughs> the studio's in his garage, which has a second level. Whose garage has two levels? I don't know. Never seen it before. Um, so, you know, he's, but yeah, joking aside, like he's just, uh, I, I, he's smarter than people give him credit for. And he plays that up like, oh, I went to LA City Junior College. I don't, I don't know how to read or write. Kevin's smarter than, than he gives himself credit for and other people give him credit for. But in terms of his personality, that's him. He's salt of the earth. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's definitely, I watch him for like an hour every day. I'm like, this guy, there's no way you can keep that energy 24 7 yes, every day of the week. But I guess he's a 50 year old child. Yes. He <laughs> Oh, uh, that's fun. Oh, I know another thing that you do as well as the Apple TV broadcast, which is sort of the exact opposite in that it wasn't pre-established. It's sort of this no. brand new, everyone's getting used to it. And I know you said you love the compliment I gave it because it's definitely new and interesting, which I guess can cause some people to not like it. But yeah. at least for me personally, I have, yes, of course, gotten used to Gary, Keith and Ron. And that's an amazing broadcast listening to that every day. But it was very interesting and kind of fun to have that new angle. I think that game was you, Katie Nolan, and Hunter Pence, if I'm right, I think it, it was. was. Cliff. Floyd. Cliff, yeah. Um, yeah typically, it's, typically it's Hunter, though. Yeah, but it was definitely fun to see this new angle of everything to do with that and all that Apple's trying to do with that broadcast. Well, as I told you before we came on here, Dylan, I, I mean, I appreciate your compliments, one, but even before that, just you being open-minded about it mm -hmm. because... It, Look, we're, we're all humans, and just regardless of the situation or <laughs> what we're talking about, we're all resistant to change, right? Mm -hmm. we, we like what we like. We all establish our routines, um, and especially in baseball, you know, 162, and fans would love 162 games of their home <laughs> broadcast teams because the those people in the booth or on the field, that's their connection to their favorite team. And they know those people better and more than they do the players in a lot of cases. And certainly for, for the Mets with Gary Keith and Ron, yeah. who, I, I say it all the time on LV network. Uh, and uh, you know, like they don't need some slap dick pumping their tires like me, but I, I, I it's arguably the best booth in baseball. I don't think there, there's a booth better. You can argue that there are other great ones. I don't think there's a booth that's better. 
to have a three person booth is a really difficult thing. And it, it just works. We have Gary, who's just a true pro through and through, you know, uh, Keith and Ron complement each other, you know, pitcher, position player, hitter. They've known each other for a long time. So like, you're right, they're established. And so when you, when you take that access away from fans, like it's going to, people are going to feel some type of way. So I, and I empathize with that because I'm a baseball fan too. And, you know, I know what broadcasters I like listening to, and I would love to listen to call games. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's been a, a tough spot, a, a new experiment. And um, like I said, new is tough anywhere, but it's especially <laughs> difficult in, in the game of baseball. But, you know, I, I think for, for me, as the season has gone along, it's just trying to um, have fun with it, learn and get better at, at what I'm doing as a play-by-play broadcaster. Um, and, and hopefully we can, we can push things forward a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, that's that's <laughs> basically my overall thoughts on it. Like, you know, we see this is kind of not just Apple because, you know, Peacock also a streaming service. I think YouTube yeah. also now gets games like this overall direction of like, I mean, I get like, I think we should keep open minds in terms of like diversifying the broadcast we listen to. Yeah. But it seems like there's increase in payroll and paywalls that are going up around baseball. Is that you think necessarily the best thing? Because I know it is extremely regionalized sports but then when we start putting up you know more games like if you don't have at least like i know amazon prime also has games now for the yankees if you don't have them you can't block one out of the every set game one game every single week so if we look at you know these increasing payrolls is that necessarily what you think is best for baseball or do you think we should be looking at more at maybe changing up broadcast booths but not at the expense of putting up more uh you know places that people have to spend money to at a sport that's already you know very expensive to watch. Yeah, Jack, that's a great question. And, and if you're just asking me personally, no, no, I, I think what's best for the game and most important for its growth and its health is access to it. And, you know, those decisions are made far above my head and similar to how I feel about, you know, not being able to watch your team's broadcasters. I empathize with, with people and fans who are kind of having a difficult time adjusting to this age of streaming, right? Where it's like, I, you, Dylan, you got Apple TV plus Jack, you got Hulu. I got YouTube TV, you know, your, your friends got Netflix. Like it, there's all these different platforms now that are competing. It's and, and keep in mind, like it's not just sports versus music versus movies versus politics versus whatever we're they're all competing for people's time and attention it's all one big thing and so yeah it's it's created some challenges um now for for apple tv our games throughout the year they have been free um the only thing people need is really access to uh, an internet or, or, or wi-fi connection you actually do it from your mobile device wherever you're at um you put in uh, your Apple ID um, and and you can watch and you can watch the archive games. So um, I know that's, uh, you know, YouTube is universal access is there. Peacock a little bit different, uh, as you mentioned. So um, between that, MLB TV, like there's, there, there is a lot for fans to juggle. And I think because it's so new, the industry as a whole is still figuring it out. <laughs> Um, and, and my opinion and hope is that 
it'll continue to evolve in a healthy way that ultimately benefits the fans. Because if, if, if it doesn't, that's a detriment to the sport. So then we did also mention earlier the, uh, the camaraderie with Kevin Millar, who's a big personality. I think we've started to get to see it as well. Hunter Pence is one of those fun guys in the game. I remember as a Mets fan, seeing those signs, I think it was from five to 10 years ago that eats <laughs> yeah. pizza with a fork and all that stuff. And then Katie, bacon. Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Katie Nolan's also a great personality. I know she was on ESPN for a couple of years. So what's it like working with those two on a weekly basis as well? Uh, I'll say the same thing for HP <laughs> as I said for Kevin. What you think Hunter Pence is like, that's exactly what he's like. He is caffeine in human form. Uh, he's just a ball of energy uh, that you can't contain. Um, and his passion for the game comes through a lot. His little Hunterisms, the Pence-isms <laughs> that he drops during a game, we'll just look at him and be like, what? What is that? What did you say? What does that even mean? Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm not asking because I hate it. I, I I love it. I just would love to know how your brain is working. Um, but he's he's phenomenal. And, and and Katie, one of the best teammates I, I've ever had in this business. She is not only is she really witty and smart and sharp. Um, she's just kind and supportive and um she she busts her ass too she's working really really hard look we know um our, our booth is a couple of things one inexperienced right hunter hasn't done many games um you know i haven't i haven't called that many play-by-play -play games in the grand scheme of things and katie certainly has, has never been in a broadcast booth and two it's not traditional so um, we met the day before our first game. And so we've basically been getting to know each other on the air, which is a very uncomfortable and difficult thing to do. But I think the fact that we're all three uh, wired in a way where it's just kind of team first oriented, um, it's, it's kind of made things as smooth as they can be in a really, really difficult spot. Yeah, and then also, I think it was because even before you officially got the IT job, I think you had had a couple shows with Kevin Millar under your belt, yeah. gotten used to him. So that definitely probably helped with that transition. Whereas, no, no yeah. doubt, no doubt, Dylan. I mean, look, it, it's you know, doing shows with with people, um, it's it, it's a it's a huge team effort. It's not just the folks that you see in front of the camera, the people, you know, it's the producers and directors, the camera ops, the audio people, like everyone has to be on the same page. And, and that happens over time as you get to know, you know, broadcasters cadence and deliveries and timings, as you get to know directors tendencies with their cuts. So, and so that takes time to build. I mean, even let's, let's stick with the GKR yeah. model that took time. Like, I think they would all tell you that it wasn't just this magical uh, thing right away. You know, when Keith hopped in the chair at first, like, were there things he had to learn? Absolutely. So over time, they worked on those little things as individuals, got better as a team, and they built something. And so whenever you have those reps um, with teammates, it's great because it's just a, you become a little bit more familiar and comfortable with each and every show. 
And so when Kevin and I, you know, did shows in 2018 randomly, like me filling in for, for Rosie who had something else going on or uh, doing MLB Nights with Millar, like, well, we got to know each other and we, you know, established a relationship. And then on top of that, you, you build on their chemistry. And it'll be the same thing for me, Hunter and Katie or any new booth that comes along at any level. It's just you meet each other. You try and establish a rapport and a friendship, and then you build on your chemistry and flow as you go. Sounds good. So then obviously, we're definitely not stealing this segment from intentional talk, using the words rapid fire to end off <laughs> an interview. I love we're it. going to go with rapid yeah. fire questions, some baseball related, some not baseball related. And obviously, there might be some questions a little longer that aren't rapid fire answers. But Jack and I did come up with this nice little list of a couple questions here at the very end to get to know you as well as your baseball mind if you want to get into that sort of thing hit me i'm in all right so we've learned that you are a big chicago white Sox fan which has obviously been an interesting season to say the least with tony la Russa and all of that so thoughts on the chicago white Sox? Uh, I, have, <laughs> I have nothing left to give this franchise it is a soul-sucking team <laughs> and this has been the most soul-sucking season that I can recall uh, as a fan. Expectations were high, hopes were high, and they have fallen short in every facet. And so now the White Sox are heading into an offseason that is really pivotal for them because they have a lot of issues to sort out top to bottom in the organization. Uh, and if they don't, um, they will they will be actively closing their self-proclaimed World Series window. So it has been a tough year. There's, and despite that, they're still somehow in it because nobody wants to win the American League Central apparently. <laughs> um, but but even still, they got they got bigger problems. Even if they do get into the expanded postseason, they have they have issues that that uh, that need reckoning uh, in a hurry. So would you ever walk a batter with a one and two count on no. him? Not once, but twice this season. <laughs> no, and I wouldn't act incredulous when I was asked about it either. <laughs> what do you mean? I, he's, uh, look, I, I, I said the day he was hired, I text Harold because they were on and they were the MLB and I was talking about how great this hire was. I was like, if you want the perspective of a real Sox fan, this is going to be a disaster. And it has been in every way. In every single way, he is. If you watch them night tonight, he has been a net loss in the, in the coaching staff for for this team. Truthfully, truthfully, yeah. it's been it's been wild how um, again a self proclaimed Hall of Famer baseball person <laughs> could be um, so detrimental to a really talented team. But uh, that's <laughs> unfortunately. And then obviously you also did, I think you said pinch hitting the Mets Yankees subway series last night. Yeah. So thoughts on both of those teams. I know Jack at the beginning of the season as the Yankee fan on the podcast was rubbing it in that they were rivaling the 98 team. And then July and August have happened and all of a sudden the Mets are doing pretty well. So thoughts it's on those two teams. You, uh, Jack, you're like lurking right now. I need to hear from you. <laughs> Where are you at on your pinstripes right now? Sure. It was a bit, it's been a rough month, but I'd say it didn't really, my like long-term, like, you know, aspirations weren't really affected by it just because like I knew coming in, like, I mean, people will sometimes use it as an excuse, but I know like 
John Boy put it nicely. Like, it's not an excuse. It's just really a reality about how the Yankees are going to manage it. Like, John Carlos Stanton has, like, been out for the past three weeks. And the reality is he probably could have been back after the first one. And, like, if you can just tell, like, how they're managing it in terms of, like, bullpen usage and injuries. So there is, you know, a kind of a, a strong amount of caution on their end. Um, you know, so it's not really, like, you know, I'm not really affected in the long term. But, you know, it was a big, big win yesterday. I was at the Josh Donaldson walk-off. Grand Slam for Whoa. my birthday. Really cool. So that was, you know, really nice. And then the fact that Judge, you know, the homerless, you know, uh, stretch. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. That that ended off Max Scherzer when my Instagram feed was filled with Mets fans claiming Scherzer owns Judge it was nice poetic justice. So, you know, in a, in a nice place right now. No, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you have perspective. It's something a lot. It's not just all. I'm not putting this on Yankee fans or Met fans. This is sports fans. Passionate, yes. Perspective, nah. That that you know <laughs> that that can lack it sometimes. But you you don't because it's you see the bigger picture. It's this 162, and they were this juggernaut for so long. They were bound to finally be bit by the injury bug. They were. They were bound to have a tough stretch and they have so now it's okay well how do they come out of that and there's uh, uh so i'll dylan to answer bring it back to your question i'll start with my thoughts on the yankees you know the the bullpen is something that is going to be um some it's it's something that it's going to take time to settle because of the injuries to king mm -hmm. and holmes and yeah. You know, not having Chapman at his prime form anymore. Uh, you lose F. Frost for what's going to be a few weeks. Probably, yeah, mid-September. Yeah. So, so it's so now it's you have to – you don't really have a ton of time to do it, but you have to take the time to do it, put those relievers in situations where they can build their confidence, and then – insert them into established roles because when the Yankees have been the Yankees, the great Yankees or any really great championship team, you know what that road is like to end the game after a starter it's established. This is, this is somebody you'll see in the sixth or seventh. This is who will have the eighth and this is who has the ninth. So that's going to be something that they'll have to figure out. The offense is, I, look, I, I was not sweating Aaron judge in the, the nine game home route. That was <laughs> You know, he's not getting anything to hit because nobody else is hitting behind him. And um, so, so and, and I love Andrew Benintendi at the top of the order now. I really do. I like that. I like that one, too. I like DJ in a run producing spot in the mm -hmm. order. And then if you get G back, then you feel a lot better. So um, it, it, I know the sky falls every single day <laughs> in the city of New York. Oh, you should meet our co-host. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, he lacks that perspective that you you talked about. Yeah, yeah, and look, I get it, I get it. It happens. Um, and uh, but you just have to sort of like step back and be like, okay, what's happening here? And I still think the Yankees, uh, as Aaron Boone said, we're in control. That's right. It's right in front of us. For your Mets, Dylan, the issue for your Mets is that. Y'all played well the last couple of months. Past couple of weeks have really been sort of yeah. 500, you know, against the Phillies, Braves, and then last night against the Yankees. Or let's see, if, I don't know when you're, I'll say Monday <laughs> night, I date the episode Monday night against the Yankees. Um, but you played well the last couple of months, but Atlanta and Philly have been unbelievable. 
yeah. uh, in, in that stretch. And so you've actually lost ground. So it's just all that to say you're in a more, um, you got harder charging <laughs> rivals. I won't say tougher division because the American League East, they, I mean, you got four <laughs> or five teams in the postseason right now. So um, that's the thing for the Mets. I, I but I but I love the Mets. Contrary to what a lot of your fellow fans think, <laughs> after me doing the Friday night baseball game, I do not hate the Mets. Um, nor do I love the Phillies. <laughs> but um, um, Buck has been to go from talking about my team's manager to now your team's manager. <laughs> Buck, Buck has been um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome to watch. And we, you know, I got to work with him at the network a little bit and get to know him. He's, he's just a hilarious human, but he's also so, he is on it with yeah. everything. And those little things are making a huge impact for this team. And I, I love the mix. The lineup is a throwback. You know, they got enough, they don't have a ton of pop. They got enough pop. There's always that threat. And they, you know, they hit, they, Get it done. Runners in scoring position, situational spots, and then of course it, the rotation is uh, is just is just nasty and deep. Yeah. So the bridge to get to Diaz, yeah, yeah that's that's your big question mark. But uh, the Subway World Series, like you know, it's it's on the table. It's on the <laughs> table. So I wish this podcast the best of luck if that happens. <laughs> It'll test. It'll test the pod. <laughs> I think one of us will be pretty disappointed. The other of us will be <laughs> rubbing it in the other's face for years to end. Sort of yes. Way. Yes. So that was the one of the longest answers to yeah. a fire <laughs> in the history of content. So I apologize. <laughs> now this might is a bit more. You know, you don't have to go in depth, but you, uh, Dylan likes to flex the Steve Cohen money. So you know, I think this the biggest name for you guys come this off season would be uh, Jose Abreu. Right, I mean, you know, twenty twenty he was the MVP, but this is now a real season, as I like to call it. Um, you know, he's he's been fantastic, and he's you know the big thing with him is he's a pending free agent. So with the Chicago White Sox, as you mentioned, you know they're self appointed World Series window. You know, there's a Larusa question. What do you think you're going into? I mean, depending on hopefully you're playing for October. And if not, you know, it's what are you looking like to do November, December? So what, you know, would you be looking to do as the potential moves to address some holes on this roster? And also, you know, bringing back, it's the guy who's been arguably the best player. Jack, I don't know. <laughs> we are in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, look, the uh, – Simply put, the, the roster construction is flawed. You have about six or seven players who are designated hitters or first basemen. And the issue with that is your best, most consistent player and the true heart of your team from a leadership standpoint, Jose Abreu, that's what he is. <laughs> the first baseman is a designated hitter. Andrew Vaughn is a first baseman or designated hitter. He's not an outfielder. And we've seen that defensively. And I don't – and the Yankees saw with Glaber Torres, I think putting him in an uncomfortable defensive position really impacted his development from an offensive standpoint. I don't know that. That's just my belief. And so I fear that with Andrew Vaughn, who's the third overall pick a few years ago, who's just a pure hitter, has been his whole life, will that creep in? Got to get him out of the outfield. Gavin Sheets, same thing. 
they need a left-handed bat, and she it, she is one of those with pop. But he's a first baseman or designated hitter. Yasmani Grandal, I like. He's a, he's hurt now, but he's either catching or he's DHing. Eloy Jimenez, not an outfielder. I know he hates. He's gonna be mad at me for saying that. He hates when people say that, but it's just a simple fact. And his bat's a DH, so um, they have to get more athletic, and they need some more balance. So I think that's first and foremost what they have to do. Uh, in terms of how they have managed the pitching staff, it was the dumbest thing ever. Um, letting Carlos Rodon walk without even giving him a qualifying offer. That's just mm-hmm. mismanagement. Um, and they let him go thinking that either one, he wasn't going to stay healthy or that the rest of the rotation was, was were, were going to be fine. And it hasn't been while well, he's been great and healthy for a number that they could have afforded. Instead, they took that money and they invested nearly but 30 some percent of their payroll in the most volatile position group in the sport, the bullpen. Every, you could get like teams find relievers. Jonathan Loisigo went from being one of the best relievers in baseball last year to now he's, he's struggling to find his form. Not that he won't do it again, but I'm just yeah. all to say like it, the bullpen gets crazy. Mm-hmm. You should be putting pumping a ton of money in there. Liam Hendricks is one thing, but you know, Joe Kelly, Kendall Graveman, do you have to? I didn't think so, but they did. And um, so, yeah, uh, I don't know. (laughs) But like big decisions have to be made. And uh, I know a lot of people love this core. People talk on our network and on podcasts throughout the industry how talented the team is. Well, yeah, because they're thinking about every player at their peak. Oh, Luis Robert, Cuban Mike Trout. Well, he's only shown flashes of that, not consistently. Eloy Jimenez, 40 and 100. He's only shown flashes of that. He hasn't been healthy. So um, they, they have to have some hard conversations uh, looking in the mirror, the White Sox front office. So, um, I, but, but I'm I, like, as a fan, I'm really, really anxious to get to the offseason to see what they do because uh, they got to do a lot. And then we get to the more IT slash kind of baseball questions that we had. Yeah, let's get weird. So, Kevin has always said he'd love to have Derek Jeter on the podcast or on his on IT and sort of someone like that. Do you have someone in mind as well that you're thinking could be a player, could be an idol, could be someone, Ooh. could even just be like a random singer that, you know, no, likes baseball. Yeah. Just, yeah. Who's the IT guest that if you get that, that's your guy. So, you know what? Uh, I'll go with my childhood favorite player because I've, ever, I've never actually met him, even though I've been working in the game uh, for these last five years. <laughs> I've never met Frank Thomas mm-hmm. and we're in the same place a long time, a lot of the time, but we're both working. And so like, I, I just, I haven't been able to do it. Um, so I would love to meet Frank because he was him and Ken Griffey Jr. are my two favorite in, in Ichido were my two, three favorite players uh, growing up. Frank, especially because he played for the Sox. So I, I would love to meet him, have him on um, some point soon. All righty. Jack, you got another fun question? Yeah, hit me with non-baseball. Oh, yeah, we'll wrap up. No baseball. Uh, your go-to karaoke song. And then... Uh... <laughs> yeah, all right, see, we, you waited too long to get into the good <laughs> stuff. Okay. Karaoke, not lip sync. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, <laughs> look, the lip sync battle, I, you know, I have, there's another, there's a whole other group of songs uh, to go there. 
karaoke song. Um, by the way, I'd be remiss. I wouldn't be doing my half Japanese part justice justice if I didn't say it's actually karaoke, but nobody don't say that. It's karaoke. It's, it just <laughs> it sounds easier. Go to karaoke song. All right. So there's a kind of a, a, a rotation. Uh, I'm taking this question. Uh, it's uh, uh, I Want to Know by Joe. It's a throwback R&B song. Um, uh, but if you want if you want to set a sensual tone uh, for the crowd, uh, that's where you go. Uh, I'm a big Motown guy. But I don't I don't think that's I don't think karaoke, a karaoke bar is the proper setting for Motown. So I don't <laughs> necessarily go that way. Um, voice tends to get a little deeper. So then maybe I'll I'll, I'll make <laughs> Dylan, you're you're laughing. I'm taking this interview. very <laughs> OK, I don't I don't mess around when it comes to <laughs> karaoke bars. Um, Return of the Mac is the greatest song of all time. So. Uh, you know, if you just want to lift spirits, you know, again, so I give you something sensual with Joe <laughs> and a spirit lifter in Return of the Mac. So <laughs> I like it. All right. And then the final thing that we had for you, and this could be really good or this could be really bad, depending on that. what ends up happening. We okay. give our guests you have 15 seconds to make a bold prediction. It could be if you're a huge White Sox fan, something White Sox, or it could just be anything baseball related. And Jack, I haven't put you on the spot either in a while. So I think since the last time you did a bold prediction was the trade deadline. So we each get 15 seconds to name a bold uh, prediction for something that we think could happen. White Sox yeah. baseball. White Sox baseball or just anywhere. anything? Just White Sox or baseball? My bold prediction is actually one that I don't want to see. And it would be really heartbreaking. I think Albert Pujols is going to finish with 699. <laughs> Ooh. I, 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 he is on a heater right now. Mm. He is. And I want, again, as a dead inside White Sox fan at this point, the only thing that I want out of the rest of the 2022 season is for Albert to hit 700. But something is telling me that it's going to be 699. <laughs> I, and I, I, you know, I can't explain it. It's just what I'm, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. And so that's, that's what I'll say. All right, Jack. So my so I've been sitting on the take like along these lines for a while. I've been doing a lot of diving into Justin Verlander's Cy Young campaign so far, and it seems like whether you make it's him or personally my pick would be Shane McClanahan for the you know American League Cy Young. I'm looking at Verlander's season right now, and the thing that's really been like the catapult or like the catalyst of his you know sub two ERA has been his home run to fly ball ratio, where we can get into like you know uh, the logistics, the lack element with that. But when come posting to time. When he's facing the most elite lineups in a ballpark that's more little league than my beloved Yankee Stadium, <laughs> that is that number is going to be inflated, and oh. Justin Verlander is going to have a postseason meltdown. That's my whoa, <laughs> Jack with the heat. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, I there was there was some stuff lurking inside of <laughs> that take, Jack. Uh, that's interesting. A little uh, league ballpark worse than ours. Wow. Hey, Crawford boxes are a real. That's yeah. They, they they Houston should be thanking the short porch and right field the <laughs> taking away attention from the Crawford boxes left at Houston. All right, uh, and then I guess 
Do I have to get put on the spot now and come up with something? Yeah, I, I mean, guess. yeah, you can't yeah. ask us for a <laughs> not get one. So I will say, I know he was just announced as the WBC um, manager for Team USA. Hero! I don't think he ends up managing them. Oh! I think he's managing your Chicago White Sox. Oh! (laughs) No, you did it! (laughs) He's a former Cubs player. It seems like he's gotten a couple interviews before. I think the Mets were one of them, but now that it seems he's in the manager circle, I will say... Larus is gone and D Rose in as a shock a shy Sox manager next year. Hey man, now, like I was like, you know, I just threw it up there with Albert. <laughs> you guys came with it for your predictions. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Okay. So uh, you know what? It's, it's funny you say that because I, I told D Rose who, who manages his his son's his son's youth team, the Georgia Jackets. I was like, I, I was like I want the manager of the Georgia Jackets to manage my life. <laughs> so, um, I, I, Dero, you know, like it's something that I think, uh, first and foremost, like we're all, all yeah. beyond fired up at the network forum because we know that that managerial DNA is in him and the bug is in him as well. But like, I, I just don't know if he's personally at a time in his life where like he he's gonna make that jump, so this this might be the thing to to you know put his toe in the water, get some great experience because this tournament is gonna be turned up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, I, this competition is gonna be awesome. I mean, you see in all the names signing yeah. up to play. Yeah, uh, I I can't wait. Um, so I, I, I'm curious to see how this experience kind of impacts him you know does it wet his beak in a way where he's like i want this now (laughs) or does it be like this is really stressful and (laughs) i'm gonna enjoy making television for a few more years and then we'll see uh but i I, but no i don't don't hate your prediction one bit jack i I told you love yours you guys are great well, we can't wait for everyone to hear this interview. I know we had a blast talking to you for the last 45 minutes, so we appreciate you hopping on, having some fun with us, and everything to do with that. Jack, I don't know if there's anything else you want to throw in. Oh, I'm good. Like, a lot of fun. You know, some laughs, <laughs> karaoke. Then yeah. The boldest takes. <laughs> Listen, uh, Dylan, Jack, it, it was great to connect with you guys. Anytime you, you want to talk ball or life or karaoke i'm in <laughs> in the meantime though you guys are entering some awesome times in your life you know dylan you going to college and jack you're going into senior high school and also let me be the 1000th person to tell you <laughs> to soak up every moment that you can the the the, the saying that I, i've leaned on is be where your feet are and i think we, we all have aspirations of where we want to go in life and that's great to have those and maintain those, but you know, don't let that take you away from where you are in the moment. So enjoy the experiences in front of you. And um, again, uh, hopefully we can chop it up again down the line. I like it. I think that's a perfect way to end this off. So Jack and I will be right back, but for Steven Nelson of MLB network, Apple TV, white Sox fandom, I guess we can call it that. (laughs) (laughs) Teetering. Teetering. But until the next time, the side is retired. Great news. Side Retired is now partnered with SeatGeek. For all ticketing needs, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code SideRetiredPod in all capitals for $20 off your first order. 
We've got you covered from all things ranging from sporting events to concerts, including the New York Mets, New York Yankees, and Steven Nelson's Chicago White Sox. Yes, this means we're officially taking you out to the ballgame. And now for the rest of today's edition of Side Retired. Well, that was a fun episode, Jack. I think that's arguably my favorite interview we've done yet. Talked a lot of baseball, a lot of fun, intentional talk, Apple TV, Steven Nelson, just an overall great guy to have on. Yeah, definitely. I think we uh, we got intimidated a bit with, you know, throwing it down with some bold takes. I think we had yeah, definitely a lot of fun, you know, as uh, Steve put it, put, talked some ball and uh, had a really good, really great time. Obviously, of course, check out this interview, Apple Podcasts. Look at that, the Apple connection growing strong, Apple TV, Apple Podcast. Great interview, White Sox, everything else. Make sure to check out Steven Nelson on Intentional Talk every week, every weekday, and us on the Twitter, Instagram, at Side Retired Pod. So for Dylan, James, and Jack, as well as Steven Nelson, until the next time, the side is retired.